Welcome to the Ladies in Waiting podcast, the resting place for servants leading the way. Hello, everybody. This is India Williams. It's Christy Wilson. And we are so glad that you are here for today's podcast, or if you're watching us, the vodcast episode. And this is one you do not want to miss. Christy, tell them what we're talking about today. So this is a very, uh, this is a very serious topic. Today, we're talking Mm -hmm. about generational curses. Wow. Wow. That seems so heavy to be talking about, Christy. Yeah. Um, Yet so important, right? Very important. Absolutely. It's important for everyone to be able to know know what they are, you know, Mm -hmm. be able to identify them. Yes. um, You know, how to recognize them, what to do if they do see them. And, you know, also too, you know, people may have questions like, okay, I see all these things. What do I do? So yes, definitely an important topic. Absolutely. So with that being said, probably you know, there's a whole lot of just, you know, talk out there about, you know, a curse, you know, oh my goodness, you know, sounds magical and curse, <laughs> accessory and, you know, um, what exactly even is a generational curse, you know, and is it biblical and can it happen, you know, to Christians, true Christians, can you be under a generational curse. So let's really break this down today. And Christy, and you know how we like to do it. If we're going to break it down, what do we need to break it down? So first you need your Bible. Yeah. So everybody gets your Bible. Yep. Something to write on. And Indies Indies are doing our demonstrations. (laughs) (laughs) Something to write on like a notebook, piece of paper, or you can use your computer, whatever you want to use. And then some type of writing instrument. If you're not doing a computer, you know, computer keyboard or pencil or pen. So, you know, I'll give you the time, give you a few seconds to get situated with your Bible, your paper and your pen. And then we will go about to jump in and get started because we're going to have all kinds of information that is so important that you're going to want to take notes with. So um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Absolutely. And we also want to encourage you that if you do not have all the things that we just talked about, Don't let that discourage you. We want to share with you, actually, one of our favorite things in the whole wide world is the YouVersion Bible app. So if you've got a mobile device with you, you got your phone, you have your tablet, whatever, your computer, use that. You don't have to have your, you know, physical Bible. Go Mm -hmm. ahead and use a Bible app, use a Bible website. Um, One of our favorites, Christy, we love to use, especially on the computer, is that Blue Letter Bible. Blue Letter Bible. Blue Letter Bible. They have an app. They also have a, a web application. So you can definitely use that. Or you can, you know, use your phone. And we would say, like we said, one of our favorite Bible apps is Version. So get, you know, your mobile device if you don't have your actual Bible, because today we are going to be digging into the word of God to find out about what exactly are generational curses? Can Christians even be affected by them? And what should we do about them? So let's start off with just a basic definition. You know, Christy, what exactly are generational curses or what is a generational curse? So a generational curse is any uncleansed iniquity that passes through generational 
lines. Like, you know, it affects family members and, you know, anyone that has a relationship with those family members. And the distinction is it passes down from one generation to the next. Okay. And another key word is uncleansed iniquity. So sin is a kind of a one-time occurrence. You know, we can all, we all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're sinners. Um, But, you know, iniquity is unconfessed sin that continues to increase and it becomes uncleansed iniquity. And from every generation down, so say, for example, if you're, we'll get more into, you know, uh, examples later, but say, for example, you have a family member or great grandmother uh, maybe had an issue with anger um, and it's, you know, it's an iniquity. It can pass down to, you know, you've got great grandmother, you've got grandmother, you've got mother, you've got child. And to each generation it passes down to, it increases in strength until it's dealt with, confessed, dealt with, and gotten rid of. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. So a gener- So we're not just talking about a sin. Okay. Cause I love how you, you know, you gave that scripture that, you know, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Absolutely. Um, but this is about continual sin, habitual sin, you know, a sin that occurs over and over and over again and is passed down throughout the generations because it has been, like you said, unconfessed. It has not been dealt with, okay? And you um, know what, India, since we're talking about this, it's a, it's a, bit, a distinction that you made and since we're on this subject. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you and I kind of, you know, before we started kind of offline, we're really getting into the differences between, you yes. know, we talked about, you know, um, you know sin, mm-hmm. transgression, yes. and iniquity. And you had some, a really good way to kind of divide those up. Can you kind of like talk about those a little bit about how you kind of made those distinctions between each of those things? Absolutely. And, and really right here, you know, I want to talk about a great book. I mean, if you're looking for a book yes. to read uh, about breaking generational curses, um, you may be familiar with Marilyn Hickey. I mean, first of all, Marilyn Hickey, if you're not familiar with her, you need to get familiar with her. Okay. First of all, she is the most on fire 90 year old I have ever seen. And she's been on fire for the Lord since she was a young person, okay? But she is 90 years old, still doing Facebook Lives, y'all. So check out her Facebook Live, okay? And with her 90-year-old self, still talking about the word of the Lord and encouraging people like Christy and myself. But she has a book called Breaking Generational Curses. And in that book, just, I mean, she goes right off the bat, like page six, breaking down these differences between sin, transgressions, and iniquity. I always personally, Christy, thought that those were just, you know, synonyms. I just thought they were different ways of saying the same thing. Right. But according to her, if you really look at the definitions of them, they are different. For example, sin is missing the mark or falling short of the mark. So whatever the mark is that God has for us, sin is where you just, you miss it. You know, you fall short of it. So, but a transgression is where you overstep a mark, okay? Mm. So that's where there's a boundary that you should not cross, but you cross it, you know? Mm. So we can transgress against God's, you know, boundaries and also people boundaries. It's like if somebody says no trespassing and you trespass, 
that's a transgression. So that's overstepping a mark. Mm. Whereas, like we said before, iniquity is basically bending towards. So it's almost like having this predisposition towards mm. something. And that comes from habitual practice. So if you don't take care of a sin, then you let it, you keep doing it over and over and over again. Unconfessed, like you said, Christy, that's when it becomes iniquity. Okay. So that's when it becomes um, something that is passed down throughout your family. Sin, let's say you sin. All right. But let's say you confess it, you repent, it's done. Mm -hmm. It's not going to pass to anybody. It's not going to become this habit. But when that sin is done over and over and over again, continually, it then becomes an iniquity and it's iniquities, mm. okay, that then become these generational curses that get passed down from generation to generation. That, yeah, that is an excellent distinction because, you know, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm with you. I, you know, sometimes we know we lump everything together. Yes. It's sin. Uh-huh. Okay. Period. And that's not just period, you know, like you said, there was, you know, sin, you know, oh. falling short transgressions, you know, there's a boundary, there's a line of not to cross it and you cross it. And, you know, iniquity is just, you know, there's a certain bent, a certain predisposition toward behavior, a certain okay. type of behavior, right. Um, based off the, you know, unconfessed sin over time and which becomes an iniquity. That's, that's awesome. That's excellent. So, woo. I mean, I'll be honest with you. We're only in the first <laughs> I mean, five minutes and, you know, this is, you know, this is blessing me too. I mean, you know, Uh we have this information, but then, you know, talking about Uh it, discussing it really kind of gets it into you of like, wow, this is really, it's got so many different layers to what this is. So, okay. Woo. All right. What's next? And I tell, well, and then, you know, and we're kind (laughs) of, you know, maybe jumping ahead a little bit with this, but what I think is really important for us to remember, let's go ahead and go to one of our first scriptures and let's go to Isaiah 53 and five. This is one of your favorite ones, Christy. It is. Um, Isaiah. So we're going to give you guys some time to go there. So go to whether you're on your phone and your physical Bible, Isaiah. Look at me. I've got my um, my Bible, my computer off to the side. So, yeah, no, I'm over here doing it on my phone. y'all. <laughs> Isaiah 53 and five. OK, Christy, it's one of your favorites. So why don't you read it? It is. Let's see. Hold on. Let me pull it up real quick. OK. OK, this is um, an NIV version. It says, but he was pierced for our transgressions and he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds, we are healed. So it tells you right there. So whether you people in your family um, have been dealing with sin, transgressions or iniquities, Mm -hmm. Christ died for them all. Christ took the punishment for them all. So you can be free. So I know we're talking specifically about generational curses, which we said are directly from iniquities, but they start off as sin. Okay. Yes. Um, and so once again, if you're sinning or, you know, or you've got these, you know, transgressions that are happening over and over and over again, that's when it becomes iniquity. That's when it's passed down through the generations, but guess what? It doesn't matter because Christ paid the price for them all. Yes, he did. Amen. He paid the price for them all. But with that in mind though, okay. So Christy, people may be wondering then, okay, well, how can I know if there's been this generational curse? 
either in my family, it may even have passed down to me because I, I may even have some things going on within myself or things that I've been dealing with. Like mm -hmm. as I hear you all speaking, I'm thinking of, you know, how I've missed the mark or how I overstepped a mark or how I have this, you know, habitual thing that's mm -hmm. going on with me or with people in my family. How can I know if my family and or myself, if we are being, um, have been affected or are being affected by a generational curse? What are some, what are some ways that I can tell? So you can, you know, honestly, you can kind of start with, you know, you, you can look at yourself and different family members throughout um, a, this current generation or even past generations and start asking yourself maybe just a few questions like, okay, for example, um, do we have, does our family have a history of maybe uh, untimely deaths, mm. um, you know, or, you know, uh, okay. do we have a history of you know, anger or rage that seems that, you know, a lot of family members have so much anger and it, you know, why is this family angry all the time or different family members angry? You know, is there a history of different types of illness? Mm -hmm. For example, it can be mental illness. Yes. Um, it could be uh, physical ailments, physical illness, illness. It could be emotional, you know, is mental, there's emotional illness. Um, like depression, is there a family history of depression? Okay. Um, and so those are some of the things you can kind of look at, look at your family line. Um, is there, you know, physical abuse? You know, are there different members of the family that have experienced um, physical abuse? Is there a history of alcoholism? Yes. Um, and so those are just some of the ones that, um, off the top of my, you know, off the top of our head, we can kind of think of, but start with that, you know, it's any type of pattern mm -hmm. or behavior that you see kind of recognized, um, not just in yourself, but in family members, it could be cousins, aunts, uncles, it could be, you know, grandmother, great grandmother, mm -hmm. just something you can even think about something that uh, maybe other people outside of the family will say like, like, whoo, that's so-and-so family. They're always mad at something. And so, you know, is that a joke, you know, <laughs> or is that a, hmm, you know, are we always mad at something? So anything that you can see is identifying markers, uh, patterns of behavior, trends that seem to be present and, you know, several family members and possibly including yourself. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I know I just did kind of like a, a mouth dump. So, <laughs> but no, you, I know, as you were speaking, there were things I even was thinking about, you know, that I've seen in my family, you know what I Me mean? Me too. Especially yes. when you said like chronic illness, you know, when you think about has cancer, you know, you have several people in my family have cancer or, you know, maybe it's a mental illness, you know, uh, several people in my family have been schizophrenic or, you know, even as, this, as simple as, you know, chronic depression. Yes. You know, our grandmama was depressed. My mama was depressed. I'm depressed, you know? Yes. Um, I love that you broke down that list where there's things that may seem, you know, like whether it's abuse, sexual, physical, whatever, you know, uh, incest, whatever these things are, they seem so, whoa, you know, all the way to, you know, anger or depression. You know, if you see this pattern, you know, that to you is an indicator. If you answered yes to anything Christy said, that is a true indicator that you may have 
a generational curse in your family. And if that's the case, you know, Christy, what are those, what, what are the consequences of a generational curse? You know, um, what, what are some of the things that we may um, notice, suffer? Like, what are some of those consequences? Honestly, like I said, I, you know, because generational curses get worse through for every subsequent line, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, you know, you see the symptoms of these things that we mentioned. You see symptoms of, you know, um, emotional instability. You see symptoms of a divided mind. Mm. Um, and divided mind doesn't necessarily mean um, mental illness. It could be, you know, problems making decisions, uh -huh. um, you know, rebellion, um, you know, having a hard time differentiating right and wrong. And I know um, you and I have you know, had, you know, a discussion earlier, earlier today just about, you know, what the scripture says. And like I said, I know you and I talked about a couple of scriptures. And if you don't mind kind of going through those about, you know, what the consequences are, what the ultimate consequence is. And we've already talked about there's, you know, there's salvation, there's, you know, there's redemption. And so, you know, no one has to suffer the consequences of these generational curses because, you know, Jesus has already paid the price for us. But I know you mentioned in particular, there's a couple of scriptures I think you mentioned, um, or you, between you and I, our discussion, like Exodus, I think it was Exodus 20 and five. And then yes. I think there was another one you mentioned, maybe I think it was Ezekiel yes. yeah, 18 and 20. Could you kind of, do you mind kind of going yes. through those a little bit? Let's go ahead and go through some of those, because like we said, we're digging into the word of God today to see what that has to say about generational curses. So when we look at the consequences of them, like Christy said, let's go first to Exodus. 20 and five, and this may sound familiar to you. And as you get there, you'll notice it's because this is where you can find the 10 commandments. So even as God was talking about the 10 commandments, he brings up this piece about generational curses. So if we go to Exodus 20 and five, and I'm in the NIV, it says, you shall not bow down to them or worship them. He's just getting done talking about idols. Um, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Key there, of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. So we're going to visit Amen. this one later because there's a bunch in this in this here scripture. But as far as the consequences of generational curses, it talks here and says that God punishes the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those mm. who hate me. So first of all, that punishment, all of that, it's for those who hate God. Right. Do you hate Not for God? everybody. Right. And it's not for everybody. Do you hate God? If you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't because <laughs> you right. probably love God or want to love him or want to know more of him, right? But this scripture said that this punishment of the children of the sin of the parents, or I believe uh, the King James or, or New King James talks about um, 
visited that you know he visited mm-hmm. visits the children uh, of the sin of the parents uh or uh, so whether people look at the scripture and see it as ooh, that means that's that sin is visiting you ooh, or ooh, god is punishing you that applies to those who hate god yes and listening to this podcast that's probably not you so this probably doesn't even apply to you yet it says that god punishes the children and here's the thing this is about the consequences. In fact, let's go to another scripture so we can really work this thing out. Yeah, let's come go on. to Ezekiel. Come on now. We're we going to church today. This is a Bible study today. Let's go. We're, we're putting in to work today. today. Ezekiel 18. Let's just go to Ezekiel 18.1 first. So let's go to Ezekiel. Go there with me, y'all. Let's walk it out today. Ezekiel and 18. And let's just start at one. Okay. So it says, the word of the Lord came to me. So it's Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you people mean by quoting this proverb about the land of Israel? The parents eat sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, you will no longer quote this proverb in Israel for everyone belongs to me. The parent as well as the child, both alike belong to me. The one who sins is the one who will die. And let's skip down here to verse 20. And in verse 20, it says, that's a long scroll for me. Verse yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> the one who sins is the one who will die. The child will not share the guilt of the parent nor will the parent share the guilt, the guilt of the child. The righteousness of the righteous will be credited to them and the wickedness of the wicked will be charged against them. Mm. So if we put all this together, this is saying that first of all, you know, if you hate God, then yes, the punishment will be on your children, but we're not talking about the punishment of death. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel is saying that the one who commits the sin, they will experience the death, but we can experience consequences of the iniquities of our family members. Okay. For example, if you have an alcoholic parent, okay, you may experience abandonment. Mm -hmm. You may experience loneliness because they're, you know, doing their, their iniquity, doing their habitual sin, and they're not there for you. You may not have a relationship with them. So you may experience these feelings of loneliness or experience, you know, uh, feelings of abandonment. So that is a punishment. And what I love, Christy, when we go back to that, you know, with Exodus 20 and five, even if that happens because you hate God, it still only goes to the third and fourth generation. Yes. It still only goes to that. So even in that, even when you hate God, he still is showing you and your family some, 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 some grace and love in that yes. he says that punishment is only going to go to the third or fourth generation. And, and you know what? what? Said, that punishment something, is really more like consequences. And something that you said that I want to pull back out again that I thought was really interesting you just said is the consequences are not necessarily that exact same sin. So you mentioned like, for example, you know, if the sin or the iniquity is alcoholism, Mm -hmm. you know, the consequences for that, you know, that person that may be experiencing the consequences from that, Mm 
um, could be something else. Like you said, it could be the consequences of abandonment or um, loneliness, the result of the iniquity. And so it's not necessarily the yes. exact same thing. Yes. Um, it's just, it's the consequence of that thing, so to speak. So I thought that was really interesting because, you know, honestly, when I think about, you know, the, the third and fourth generation, and I'm thinking of, you know, the iniquity itself being passed down, I'm thinking of just like whatever that iniquity, you know, that particular thing is like, you know, we're using, for example, like you said, alcoholism, I'm thinking, yes. I was so think I was so focused on that thing. Yes, the alcoholism. And then when you mentioned that the consequences could be these other things, I was like, you know what, I, I didn't, you know, put that together that it just could be something else. But you know, it's but it's still a consequence of that thing, even if it's not, they don't have that particular sin or iniquity themselves. So, ooh, okay, woo. <laughs> honestly, I said that that's mind blowing right there. It's not just the the iniquity itself; it's the consequences of it as well. So, okay, ooh, okay, absolutely. And I tell you, just that 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 Exodus 20 and five just really opened up my understanding to also, like you said, to know that that punishment, like you said, doesn't have to be that same iniquity. It may be the consequence of that person ahead of me, that grandmother, that mother or whatever, but even with their iniquity, that, that punishment on the children or that visiting on the children, does not go beyond the third and fourth generation, you know, and Praise it God. only applies to those who hate God. Yes. Okay. To those who hate God. So we've already talked about in Isaiah that Jesus paid the price for the yes. sin, the iniquities, the transgressions. He paid the price. Okay. So if you, you know, don't hate God, you don't have to walk in that generational curse. Yes. I mean, and I also love here, I love how Ezekiel broke it down. And I love how at the beginning of this, he said, the sovereign Lord says, he declares, you will no longer quote this proverb because, you know, at that time in Israel, everybody was saying, oh, if the parents eat the sour grapes, it's the kids' teeth that's going to be like, on it, right. you know? Um, <laughs> and, he, and, and he said, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, you will no longer quote this proverb in Israel. He said, don't you say that no more because I'm telling you right now, everyone belongs to me alike and it's the one who sins is going to be the one that dies. And I love back down here when he said in 20, I just, I love it. He said, the righteousness of the righteous will be credited to them and the wickedness yes. of the wicked will be charged against them. So that's on them. The one that sins, they're going to be the one that dies. But if you're righteous, the righteousness of the righteous will be credited to you, no matter what happened before you, no matter who sinned or, or had the iniquity before you. If you righteous, the righteousness of the righteous will be credited to you. So you don't have Amen. to suffer. The sovereign God said through Ezekiel, the prophet, you don't have to suffer. You don't have to suffer. If yes. your parents ate sour grapes, you don't have to be the one with your teeth set on there. Talking about, mm, you don't have to be. Righteous, you know what? Righteous will credit to them and the wickedness of the wicked will be charged to them. I don't have to suffer. And you are already going right into the next topic. You're already going into, you know, about, because you know, I was about to ask next, I was about to ask you, you know, hey, um, since we're talking about this, but you already started talking about, honestly, the fact that generational curses can be broken. Yes. And I know that there are, you know, 
you know, definitely if you're taking notes with your, you know, your phone, your computer, your, you know, your pen, and your paper, you will definitely want to write these steps down because, you know, they can be broken. It's not something that you have, like you say, you don't have to suffer. You don't have to just accept it. You don't have to just, oh, this is my lot in life. It will always be this way. And so come on, D, you know, walk me through, you know, the steps of, you know, how can these generational curses be broken? Let's go. Step one. Okay. Let's go. Okay, so how can they be broken? And we're going to work it all out in the word. And I'm about to pull up the verses as you're talking about. Let's Let's go. So the first verse we want to go to, y'all, we're going to go to Deuteronomy. And you may be familiar with this if you've done any study with generational curses before. But Deuteronomy 30 and 19, because how can you break the curse? Know that you got a choice. Make the choice, okay? Choose life and blessings and not curses and death. So if you notice this pattern, don't be like, oh, that's interesting and keep on living it out. No, ma'am, no, sir. Choose life and blessings for you and your family and not curses and death. So let's go to Deuteronomy 30 and 19, just in case you don't believe me. And that's exactly what it says. Christy, would you read that for us? Yes, ma'am. I got it. Let's go. So Deuteronomy 30, 19, it says, this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. That says it right there, that you have a choice. You know, life is about choices. It's about our will. It's about what we choose to do. And it says right here, I mean, in God's own word, that make a choice, mm-hmm. you know, life, death, right? blessing, curses. Choose what you're going to do for not just yourself, for you and your children. So you and your children may live. Yeah, these verses, like you said, we've verses you've read before. And because we're talking about this particular topic, take on a different meaning. You're like, ooh, that's okay. All right, what's next? Come on, D. Absolutely. So like we said, first, you just got to make the choice. Make the choice that, you know, no matter what has happened in my past, even if I know it or don't know it, I'm choosing life and blessings for my family and not curses and death. Um, the second one you got to really think about if you really want to break these generational curses is you want to go to John 8 and 32. John 8 and 32, because here's what you got to do. You have to identify and acknowledge the presence of the curse, the yes. presence of the, of the iniquity. Okay. So John 8 and 32 says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Amen. A lot of times we continue the habitual sin or the iniquities in our family because we just won't deal with them. Yes, denial. People, just the denial. And it's the hiding of things. Mm-hmm. It's the sweeping it under the carpet. It's, it's not that bad. It, it's yeah. keeping it in the darkness. It's not yeah. that bad. It's, you know, we have these family members who are being abused, you know, sexually or, you know, physically, or, you know, we keep the, 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 the crazy uncle up in a bedroom and nobody Mm -hmm. knows what's going on with him. You know, we hide these things. And so once they stay in the darkness and are not exposed to the light of the truth, they can continue and not only continue, but just like a bacteria continue to grow. Yes. Think about how many things, fungus and things of that sort, nasty things 
yes. with moisture and darkness. Yeah. Makes okay. me think of a wound. Yeah. Like on your body. Yes. Festers. Like if it's, if it gets, you know, like, yes, it festers, you know, if it gets infected, it just grows and becomes disgusting and gets mm-hmm. worse. Absolutely. And gets worse. But when you expose it to the sunlight, I'm talking about the S-O-N, S-O-N. baby. When you <laughs> expose that thing to the sunlight, it says, and then, like we said, that's John 8 and 32, then you will know the truth and the truth will set so you free. free. Amen. And if you free, your children can be children. free. Yes. Your yes. children's children can be free. Come on now, let's be free today. Let's be yes. free. So like we said before, number one, you got to choose life and blessings for you and your family, Deuteronomy 30 and 19. Then you have to make sure that you are you have identified and acknowledged the presence of the curse, um, not in denial, John 8 and 32. And so the third thing What's that third thing? you need to do to break these curses or to stop them, you got to then once you know what the iniquity is, you got to confess it and you got to repent if you've been doing it. Amen. You got to confess it and you've got to repent. So let's go to first John one and nine. This is one of my favorites. Christy, are you already there? Yes. You know, I am. Would you read it for us? First John (laughs) one and nine girl. All right. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Some or all. all. Yes. All unrighteousness. Purify us from all unrighteousness i mean it's it's straightforward even it's abuse not a, even abuse yes everything Addiction. you know yes everything we make things so much more complicated than they have to be because sometimes we believe there's no way god could could forgive me for that that yes. sin is too deep that sin is so great it's yes. so terrible i'm so ashamed if we confess our sins mm-hmm. he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So honestly, all these verbs in here, confess, uh-huh. God is faithful. Ooh. He's just, Ooh. he will forgive. Yes. He will purify. Woo. From all. All. It doesn't matter what I it like is. It. There is no condemnation in Christ. He will purify uh-huh. us from all unrighteousness because of the God he is. There is no sin too great. No shame too deep that he cannot forgive. He is God and he will purify from all unrighteousness. And like India said, she said, it's not some, there are no sins that are worse than others. We do that. Yeah. He does not. He does not equate levels, all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. That's what he'll do. Confess. He's faithful. He's just, he will purify and he will cleanse. Come on, Jesus. Girl, yes, we're going to church today. I'm we are. I'm Let's about go. To out of this computer chair and take a run around. He must. I'm about to run around my desk. Woo, girl. Okay. <laughs> so the other thing that you got to do, and we already talked about this, Kristen. Is yes. You got to love God and yes. keep His commandments. So you know what we're going back to for this one. We we got to go back to this one right here. What is it, Christy? Come on, Exodus twenty and five. Exodus 25. And, and let me tell you why you're there. You might as well put a bookmark in that one because go on back and read them 10 commandments too. Because I'm telling you, that was that was powerful for me to just go back and be reminded of that. But Exodus 20 and 5. Christy, read it one more time for us. Yes. 
You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Mm. Keep reading, girl. Go to six. But showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Woo, come on, Jesus. <coughs> Excuse Can me. Can you say six one more time, Christy? But showing love to a thousand generations to those who love me and keep my commandments. So we've already talked about this. If you hate God, then yes, punishment will go to your children for three to four generations, okay? But if you love God, yes. he's gonna, if you love him and keep him commandments, he says he's gonna show love to you and a thousand generations a thousand your yes. one choice to say i'm choosing life and blessings for my family mm -hmm. i'm gonna love god i'm gonna keep his commandments if you make that choice you are affecting a thousand generations you are calling life and blessing to a thousand generations oh, yeah. of your family and i'm gonna tell you if you get a chance, please read that book, Breaking Generational Curses by Marilyn Hickey. She then, in the very beginning, breaks down where they trace one family who has iniquity and looked at generations after them and what, was, what were the effects. Then they look mm -hmm. at another family and trace it and look at the effects of that family and who loved God and you know kept the commandments. And it's just such a wonderful juxtaposition to look at. So please look at that. It is truly evidence following a family to see mm. how this scripture works out. It was a, a beautiful example, but I'm telling you right now, today's the day, today's the day. Today is the day, love God and keep his commandments so that you can have the love of God shown on your life and on all the people behind you in your family's lives for a thousand generations. And Amen. God is so loving though, Christy, though, because even up in five, he still says, if you hate him, he's only going to punish the kids for three to four generations. He could have yeah. said, I'm going to punish a thousand generations of your family, 2000, you know, he could have. of your family, you know, if you hate me, but no, he's still benevolent. He's still loving even to those that hate him. Yes. Because he said he's only going to do it to three to four generations. Yeah. My That's God. the grace of God. That is the grace of God. Hallelujah. Woo. Come on. Hallelujah. What's the Come last on. one? Come on, D. What's the last oh. one? Come Step on. Five. And so just know there's one other thing that you can do too. One other thing that you can do. And Christy talked about it already when she read Isaiah 53 and 5. Mm. And accept the atonement of Jesus Christ. And that's a kind of big word, but just the, the atonement, you know, meaning that he paid the price for you. He paid yes. the price of sin. He paid the price of transgression. He paid the price for iniquity. Christy, you got to read it one more time that Isaiah 53 and five, one yes. more time, because it's just, it's, it's there. It's there. It is. And also too, after I read it, I want you to tell me and tell everyone, or, you know, repeat what you told me about a piece from Marilyn Hickey's book about the bruise. Yes. 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 Ooh. So Isaiah 53 and five, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds, we are healed. Now that's NIV. So what I'm going to do also too, hold on. I want to read the King James. 
Yeah. There's a reason for that. Uh, yes. Hold on. Let me find it. That's what happens when you're scrolling. All right, here we go. <laughs> I know I'm over here. <laughs> okay. Woo. So, uh, King James, same verse 53 and five, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his, and with his stripes, we are healed. So let's talk about that bruising. Mm. Let's talk about the wound. He was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. Okay. So you got to think about Ooh, come on, Jesus. Christy brought up a wound earlier. A wound is something that can heal eventually, right? A wound can heal. It can heal. It'll probably crest over, you know, maybe a little bit and, you know, uh, um, um, scab over, but it'll heal. So those are, you know, like we said, those, those things you overstep, they're bad, mm -hmm. but, but they can scab over and they can be healed. But a bruise if you've ever bruised yourself, and I bruise pretty easily, not only do they hurt, but they last a long time. They stay black or red or purple, mm -hmm. and they just stay a long time. And you can even bruise down to the bone. Mm. You can bruise your bone. And that's another understanding or implication about transgression and iniquity. Mm. Okay, Iniquity is the deepest. Iniquity can go to the bone. Iniquity can go down into your family line and from generation to generation, hurt, linger, and damage mm -hmm. deeply. But he paid the price. Yes. He paid the price. He yes, was he bruised for your iniquities. He was bruised for your grandmama's iniquity. Yes. He was bruised for your great-great-grandmama's iniquity and your mom's. He was bruised for our iniquity. And the chastisement. Read it one more time, Christy. Yes. One more time. I switched back to the uh, NIV, but, but the um, chastisement of his peace was upon us. Yes. And his stripes. We are healed. We are healed. Yes. The stripes that he bore on his back, you know, when he died on the cross because of what he did and what he sacrificed, we're healed. We're healed down to the bone. We're healed all the layers of past generations of iniquity. We're healed. He paid the price already. So, I mean, it's just. With his death, with his, with his suffering. His sacrifice, with his death, yes. With his burial and with his resurrection. Resurrection. He paid the price for you so that you are not only healed, but you are redeemed from the curse. Last scripture. Let's go together to Galatians 3 and 13. Galatians 3 and 13. Galatians 3 and 13. Christy, are you there? Uh, yes. Read it for us, girl. Yes. Uh, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on the pole. So not only are you healed, but yes. you're redeemed from the curse. Because Christ became the curse for us on the cross. Yes, hallelujah. So if you are someone who has realized that you or people in your family have been dealing with generational curses, if you realize that you do love God and you want to be free and you want your family to be free, please take this moment to accept Christ in your heart if you haven't already, to accept his atonement yes. to accept 
that he has healed you from every sin, every transgression, and every, every iniquity. He has healed you. Yes. And that you are redeemed from the curse because of the work that he did on the cross. Yes. You don't have to live like this. Amen. You don't have to. So right now, take a moment if you need to, to just put your hand in the air and say, yes, Jesus, I believe that you died from my sins. I believe that I am healed by your stripes. And I believe, I believe that I am redeemed from the the curse. The curse is in my family, the curse because of the work you did on the cross, because of you becoming the curse for me. Yes. And I believe that you're going to come back again. And, And if you've said that prayer, you are now in the family. You are here with us. You are a family member. You are a child of the most high king and you are free. You don't have to deal with those curses anymore. Now, if you already have been walking with God, then let's go back and read these one more time of what you can do to make sure that your family line is free of these generational curses. Number one, you wanna make sure that you choose life and blessing and not curses and death for your family, according to Deuteronomy 30 and 19. Number two, you wanna identify and acknowledge the presence of the curse or curses according to John 8 and 32 so that that truth will set you free, God's truth. Number three, once you have become aware of what those curse or curses may be, you wanna then confess the sin or iniquity and repent, mm-hmm. okay? If you've been experiencing it or even just confess it out there to say, I know this has been a problem with my family and our family repents. Number four, you have to love God and keep his commandments. And what I love, that scripture we had for Exodus. uh, First of all, I want to go back on number three about confessing sin and repenting. That's 1 John 1 and 9. And then loving and keeping uh, God's commandments, Exodus 20 and 5. And the great thing is, if you're not sure what those commandments are, this verse is embedded right in the commandments. It sure is. (laughs) And then finally, you can... um, accept the atonement of Jesus Christ, knowing that you are redeemed from the curse and you are healed because of the work that he did on the cross for for you, for your family, for your loved ones. Christy, can we go ahead and just Oh, I'm just bubbled out. over right now. I'm just bubbled over right now. Yes. Can you go ahead and give us, you know, a, a little closing prayer um, for the people listening today? Yes. Lord, we love you. We are so grateful for your divine sacrifice, your love, your mercy, and your grace. Yes, Lord. Thank you that there is no sin too great, no iniquity too deep that we cannot be redeemed from because your son has already paid the price. He's already paid the price on the cross and given us what we need, forgiveness, redemption, righteousness so we can be forgiven from all sin from all iniquity there's no condemnation in you lord and we thank you and that same power that jesus exerted lord lives inside of us when he was resurrected from the cross lord jesus he resurrected us we are new creatures we are not the same 
sin does not have a hold over us or over our family line. It does not have to have a hold. We thank you, Lord. You are God and you are King and you are, there is no God like you. There are no words in my mouth that could describe the gratefulness that we have for who you are, Lord. Thank you for redeeming us from the curse. Curse says, thank you for redeeming us from sin. Thank you that we don't have to walk a life of sin and death, that we can walk a life of blessings from not just us, but our children and our children's children. So thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We plead the blood of your son, Jesus Christ, over this podcast, over anyone that may be listening, hearing, seeing, and over your word. We thank you, Lord. And we ask for all of these things in the name of your son, your matchless son, Jesus Christ, whose blood redeemed us from the curse of sin and death. Amen. 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 So thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. This was definitely one that we feel is life-changing for you and for your family for a thousand generations. Um, If you'd like to find out more, you know, we want to once again encourage you to read the book Breaking Generational Curses by Marilyn Hickey. Phenomenal book. Um, We also want to encourage you, like we said, go check out her Facebook lives or check out her YouTube um, page. She's got, I mean, she's been doing this for decades, y'all, but check her out. She's amazing. And then also feel free to check us out. If you want to go to our website, which is liwministries.com, check us out. There may be some interesting things there for you, some good resources for you. Um, And then also, if you have any questions that you'd like to talk a little bit more about, feel free to contact us. Um, you can contact me at indiadaviswilliams at gmail.com. Christy, what's the best way for them to contact you if they want to send you a question? Uh, mine is just christy72y at gmail.com. All right. So thanks again for joining us for today's podcast. And we hopefully will be together again at the next one. Take care, yes. everybody. We love you. We love you. Thank you for listening to the Ladies in Waiting podcast. If you'd like to find out more about the Ladies in Waiting ministry, feel free to go to our website at liwministries.com. You can also find out more by going to our Facebook group page. So keep listening, keep growing, and keep being a servant who's leading the way.